0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: I would say that would be one of the worst things that could happen, is to be so stubborn and so stiff-necked that God finally says, okay, go ahead, you can have it your way. If if that's really what you want to do, then go do it. And I'm not going to fight you anymore on it. I'm not going to argue with you you want to follow my rules, fine. You don't know, have to follow my rules. You, you can go do what you want to do.
0: We all have different personalities and are far from perfect. But sometimes we possess characteristics that make it difficult for us to be close to God. Today, Pastor Dan discusses stubbornness as one of these character qualities. There's a point when stubbornness towards God will get you exactly what you want. Away from Him. He will only take so much. And then we'll leave you alone to your own devices. Don't turn your heart away from God and from the only one who can soften it. Let God be right for once. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: Also I raised my hand in an oath to those in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the Gentiles and disperse them throughout the countries because they had not executed my judgments but had despised my statutes, profaned my Sabbaths and their eyes were fixed on their fathers' idols. God warned them in the wilderness of the consequences of the rebellion that they would be scattered among the nations and remember, he's, he's saying this through the prophet Ezekiel to the children of Israel that are in, in Babylon, that have been taken captive, that have been removed from the land. But even that warning didn't cause them to, to change. Therefore, verse 25, watch what he says here. I also gave them up to statutes that were not good. And judgments by which they could not live. And I pronounced them unclean because of their ritual gifts, and that they caused all their firstborn to pass through the fire. They offered their children to Molech, that I might make them desolate, and that they might know that I am the Lord. Verse 25, God says, I finally just gave them up to their own desires. And here it was, all the way back into the time that they were in Egypt as slaves, that God made these promises to them, and they rebelled against Him, and He brought them out into the wilderness, and He made promises to them in the wilderness, and they rebelled against Him. And all their whole time in the wilderness, they kept rebelling. They were contentious against God. They didn't like Him ruling over them, and they didn't want to obey His commands and live by His rules. They wanted to do their own thing and worship all these idols. And God says, I finally got to the point where I just gave them up to their own desires. I got to the point where I said, okay, have it your way. If that's what you want to do? Do it. And you can have it your way. And to me, I don't know about you, but to me, I would say that would be one of the worst things that could happen is to be so stubborn. And so stiff-necked that God finally says, Okay, go ahead. You can have it your way. If if that's really what you want to do, then go do it. And I'm not going to fight you anymore on it. I'm not going to argue with you. You don't want to follow my rules? Fine. You don't have to follow my rules. You you can go do what you want to do. And God even says here, "I, I, I turned them over, I handed them over, I gave them up to statutes that were not good. I knew that it wasn't going to go well with them. I knew it wasn't going to be good for them, but that's what they wanted. So I just finally said, okay, that's what you want. You can have it and go have it. You know, you do you, go do it. In Psalm 81, verse 11, but my people would not heed my voice and Israel would have none of me. They would have none of me. And so I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsels. Again, I would think that would be the the worst thing, to be that stubborn, that stiff-necked, that hard-headed. You get to the place where God finally says, all right, you, you just do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to fight you anymore. Therefore, son of man, speak to the house of Israel and say to them, thus says the Lord God, In this too your fathers have blasphemed me by being unfaithful to me. When I brought them into the land concerning which I had raised my hand in an oath to give them, and they saw all the high hills and all the thick trees, there they offered their sacrifices and provoked me with their offerings. There they also sent up their sweet aroma and poured out their drink offerings. Then I said to them, What is this high place to which you go? And so its name is called Abama. To this day, it just means high place. So they were unfaithful to God in Egypt. They wouldn't throw away their idols that they got from the Egyptians. They were unfaithful to God in the wilderness. And they were unfaithful to God when they came into the promised land. And God brought them into the promised land and gave them that land, that land flowing with milk and honey, that, that glory of all lands, uh, when they got into the land, they began to worship idols on the high hills. And so, verse 30. Therefore, says that, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, Are you defiling yourselves in the manner of your fathers and committing harlotry according to their abominations? For when you offer your gifts and make your sons pass through the file, You defile yourselves with all your idols, even to this day. So shall I be inquired of by you, O house of Israel? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. God says, hey, you're no no better than your fathers. You're no better than your fathers. You're doing the same thing they did. You're not listening to me. You're not doing what I've asked. You're you're rebelling against me. So I'm not going to allow you to inquire of me. I'm not going to answer you. (laughs) I can answer you I mean, put it in human terms. If someone comes to you seeking advice because I mean, these are the elders of Israel, have come to Ezekiel, they want to hear from the Lord. What does the Lord have to say? Someone comes to you seeking advice, you give them advice, and they begin to argue with you about the advice you've given them, and they become contentious and angry with you over the advice you've given them. And then they go off and they, they ignore what you've said. They do their own thing. Then they come back later on to ask advice of you again. You give them your advice. And again, they don't like your advice. And they begin to argue with you and become contentious with you about you, what you've advised them to do. And they go off. They don't do it. They come back a third time asking your advice. You give them advice. They get angry again. They don't like it. They argue with you. They become contentious about what you're telling them to do. At some point when they come back, you're going to say, you know what? I'm not giving you advice anymore. You don't like what I have to say. so I'm not going to give you advice. I'm not going to talk to you anymore about this stuff. That's what God says here. You're not listening to me. You're not doing what I'm asking you to do. You hate everything I tell you to do. So I'm not going to tell you anymore. I'm not going to talk to you about it anymore. So, verse 33. As I live says the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with fury poured out, I will rule over you. God says here in verse 33 that they're going to go through a period of judgment because they refuse to obey. And what he begins to describe here in these next couple verses, it, it doesn't really fit with the Babylonian captivity. It seems like this is actually looking ahead to the last days and the tribulation period and God's dealing with the Jewish people, the people of Israel in the last days. So verse 34, I will bring you out from the peoples and gather you out of the countries where you are scattered with a mighty hand, with an outstretched arm, and with fury poured out. There's going to be judgment involved. And I will bring you, look at verse 35, I will bring you into the wilderness of the peoples, the nations. And there I will plead my case with you face to face that's amazing I mean he he retraces their history and he can say from the moment I called you out of Egypt from that time you've been rebellious Egypt you were rebellious I brought you into the wilderness I made pledges and promises I made a covenant with you at Sinai you, you rebelled the whole time in the wilderness you rebelled I brought you into the promised land. You rebelled. I I kept showing kindness and mercy and grace to you for my own namesake, not because of your your righteousness. And now here here he says, even though you've rebelled against me and you haven't listened to me, I'm going to bring you into the wilderness one more time that I might plead with you face to face there. Not, you know, I'm going to take you out in the wilderness and I'm going to drop you off on the side of the road because I'm done with you, right? That's kind of how we might think about it. Like, I've I've been dealing with these people and their rebellion for so long. I'm done. But God says, "I'm I'm going to take you out in the wilderness one more time that I might, look what he says, that I might plead my case. That I might make a case with you. That I might try to persuade you. To, to respond to me and to love me in return. Just, God's, a, God's a amazing. Just his amazing love and his amazing kindness and patience. The Bible says his love reaches to the heavens. This, I believe, is talking about uh, the tribulation period that's going to come upon the earth and Uh, And and the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, will be brought into a wilderness time. And it's during that time that God's going to make his case. We'll
0: return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners.
1: If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com.
0: Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website, again, is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message.
1: I mean, just how God condescends here. I mean, it's just amazing to me that he would keep trying and not give up and continue to plead with them, even, even through their long history of rebellion and disobedience. So just it just reminds us that God doesn't give up on us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. He doesn't just cut us loose and say, "Oh, you know, right. I'm done. I'm I'm done with your inconsistencies. I'm done with your failures. I'm done with you always getting it wrong." No, he he's, he's continues to pursue. He continues to seek. And even him here, you know, he takes him out in the wilderness. He doesn't he doesn't take him out in the wilderness and say, "Okay, I'm going to give you one more chance, one more opportunity." Now, he's going to take him out there and say, that I might plead my case. That I might make my case to you one more time. I might raise my hand and make an oath one more time to you. So that you would love me. It's his goodness that leads us to repentance. And during the tribulation period, God will will bring the people of Israel into the wilderness, so to speak. and, And he'll plead his case with them in the wilderness of the land of Egypt. So I will plead my case with you, says the Lord. Verse 37, I I will make you pass under the rod and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. He's using here the, the language, the imagery of a shepherd. A shepherd would bring his sheep into the fold at night and he would have his rod and he would count the sheep and use his rod to count the sheep to make sure all of his sheep are accounted for. We, we know the parable that Jesus told in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, of the lost sheep, where the shepherd counts his sheep, and he's only got 99, he's missing one, he leaves the 99 sheep, and he goes in search of the lost sheep. Here the shepherd takes his rod and he's counting out his sheep. But more importantly, the shepherd here, which first of all, he, he's still a shepherd to Israel. I'm still your shepherd. After all of your rebellion and disobedience from the very beginning throughout your history, I'm still your shepherd. And he says here when he's talking about you're going to make you pass under the rod, he's doing this to separate the sheep from the goats. This is a separating that's taking place here during the tribulation. There's going to be a separating that takes place uh, among uh, the believers and among the children of Israel that we see here. And he's going to separate out the goats from the sheep, from the flock. He says in verse 38, I will purge the rebels from among you, the goats. And those who transgress against me, I I will bring them out of the country where they dwell, but they shall not enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. As for you, O house of Israel, thus says the Lord God. Watch what he says here. He says, go. Serve every one of you his idols. Go ahead. You want to go serve idols. Here God says, go ahead. Go serve your idols. It reminds me a little bit of when when Elijah, the prophet, receives the letter um, from Jezebel threatening his life and he flees and he runs all the way down into the desert and he's at Mount Horeb and there an angel appears to minister to him as he's hiding in a cave in Mount Horeb and the angel has cooked food for him and has drink for him and the angel says to him eat and drink because you're not finished running you're not finished running from God it's just the grace of God God being gracious to him and here the Lord says go go ahead go serve your idols And hereafter, if you will not obey me, but profane my holy name, no more with your gifts and your your idols. For on my holy mountain, on the mountain height of Israel, says the Lord God, there all the house of Israel, all of them in the land shall serve me. There I will accept them. And there I will require your offerings and the first fruits of your sacrifices together with all your holy things. What is God doing? He said go, go, yeah, go ahead. Go serve your idols. And then he's looking ahead. To the kingdom age. When all of Israel is gathered. On the holy mountain. On the mountain height of Israel. At the temple mount. And they're gathered there. All the house of Israel. All of them in the land. And there finally they'll serve me. Go serve your idols right now. But God knows there's coming a day. And they will serve me. And there I will accept them. And there I will require your offerings and first fruits of your sacrifices, Together with all your holy things. I will accept you as a sweet aroma. When I bring you out from the peoples and gather you out of the countries where you've been scattered. And I will be hallowed in you before the Gentiles. Remember how he's been showing kindness and grace and mercy to the children of Israel in spite of the rebellion for his own namesake because of his reputation before the Gentiles, the non-believers. And now he says, then, I know then, then I will be hallowed in you before the Gentiles. I won't have to worry about defending my own namesake anymore because of you. You'll defend it by the way that you hallow me. And honor me before the Gentiles. Then, then, he's looking ahead. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I bring you into the land of Israel, into the country for which I raised my hand in an oath to give to your fathers. Way back when you were in Egypt. And there you shall remember your ways and all your doings with which you were defiled. And you shall loathe yourselves in your own sight because of all the evils that you have committed. Then, then there'll be be national repentance. Then they'll they'll, they'll loathe themselves for their rebellion. Right? It says says elsewhere in the Old Testament, uh, they, they will look on him whom they pierced. And they will ask him, where did you receive these wounds? And he'll say, I received these wounds in the house of my brother. For my own people. Speaking of Jesus Christ. It says that they will mourn as one mourns for their, their only begotten son. When they look upon him. In Israel nationally, during the, during the tribulation period, they will come to the point where they, they, they realize that Jesus Christ is their Messiah. That he is their Savior. They'll put their trust in him and and they'll loathe, they'll grieve, they'll lament over the fact that they rejected him and that they continued to reject him for all of that time. They'll loathe the rebellion against God. God says, then I will accept you as a sweet aroma Ephesians 1 says we are accepted in the beloved. We're accepted in the family of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ makes makes us accepted by God. Otherwise, we're unacceptable. It's only by the blood of Jesus Christ that we're made acceptable. Verse 44. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Look at verse 44. When I have dealt with you for my name's sake, not According to your wicked ways, not according to your corrupt doings, O house of Israel, says the Lord God. Man, you need to write amen next to verse 44 in your Bible. God has dealt with us according to his namesake, not according to our wicked ways and not according to our corrupt doings. God has dealt with us according to his mercy and grace, not according to our sin. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. You know, John Calvin, the, uh, the reformer, uh, he wrote a commentary on the Bible. And when he was going through the book of Ezekiel, he was He was ill. Uh, And when he got to verse 44, he finished writing his comments on verse 44, and he went to bed, and he died in his sleep. And so, the very last verse that John Calvin was meditating on before he saw the Lord Jesus Christ in glory, was, I have dealt with you for my name's sake, not according to your wicked ways, not according to your corrupt doings man that's that's the verse you want on your heart and mind right right before you go be with the Lord that's what you want on your mind when you see Jesus for the first time right just like John Calvin
2: he asked me how I know and I say sure brings
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan, as we study verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, the Lord says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statues, and be careful, to obey my rules. No matter how far away you stray from God, He never gives up on you. He always offers restoration and hope, even after you might reject it. What a gift and what love. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, we encourage you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. We also encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with Jesus. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week we gather together at 10 a.m. on Sunday to worship our Savior and study God's Word. And we'd be honored to share that time with you. Check out calvaryec.com to find directions and to learn more about the church behind this ministry. Again, that was Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We're so glad you joined us today, and we pray this message has been a blessing and encouraged you in your faith. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the book of Ezekiel when you tune in again, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the
2: signs and I recognize